Okay, I'm Nitro Cherry. Um, most people just call me Bicky. And uh, I'm Colton, otherwise known as Sniper King three two three on Twitter. I host Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. Okay, I'm Dame Doctor Foxy Brown. I host too many things for my own health, uh, up to and including the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast, the best kept secret on the internet. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we? Well, well, if you didn't listen to episode zero, you wouldn't know. But uh, this is spoiler filled to the max because I'm not trying to censor myself for weenies who aren't caught up. So, <laughs> so we're just gonna talk about um, the recent chapters of Torigo since like entering the the witching world. Was it bewitching, cooking, hex food world? I don't know. The, the <laughs> Uto Island, I yeah. think it's called, or something. Yeah, that's like the island that they're on, and then this cave that they're in is a bewitching food world. Or the official translations calls it, like, hex food world. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place so far. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All little, um, little, like spirits and stuff and demons or whatever some of them are cute I, I also noticed there are a couple of um because I, I it's it's i think it's safe to assume that a lot of these uh designs of the citizens that live in the hex food world are designed mostly off of yokai yeah it seems like it seems like a lot of them come from japanese folklore yep especially like the kappa and stuff I, I think there might even be a cockroach dude from Terraform Mars or, or something. I saw that guy looking crusty. He's hey, he was it's a cockroach from Mars when they were introducing everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Is Terra is Terraform Mars any good? I haven't read that at all yet. I heard it's good and um at the Viz Media panel they like they talked about it a lot. That sounds really interesting. But it sounds gross at the same time, because <laughs> I hate cockroaches, so I don't want to see that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the town is like really lively and stuff. Yeah, it's it's um it's just it's just a cool place. I, I really like um I really like the design of the village and I just I really like the design a lot of um of a lot of the citizens. Um I'm struggling to try to pick a favorite because there are just so many of them. <laughs> Yeah, like I like the I like Sonny's reactions to everything. He like this is the worst place for him. Yeah. He hates this entire town. <laughs> oh my god. And then the part with the girl inside of a tin can. <laughs> oh my god, that was just strange all around. And these nasty bananas. I'm like looking at chapter now. Oh like Nato bananas, which is that's horrible. You should label the banana if that's what it's gonna be. Like, it needs yeah. to have warning signs on the outside before you peel it, so it can prepare you for what's inside. Yeah, <laughs> because mm. <laughs> kill my whole appetite. It looks like a normal banana. And then yeah. Just no. Whoever came up with that, they should be shot. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's so. Mm. And it's not like, I don't know, Nato is like 
grayish color, I guess? I don't remember what it looks like. But those are like, it's like white because there's no toning on it, so it's like, it could be anything. <laughs> I mean, if, if I found a chicken, my tuna, I'd probably react the same way. I just, it's like, it's not even like a tuna can, it's like a sardine can, right? So, yeah. Something like that. Where you have to peel it back. And just, first of all, I'm not even opening up anything in a sardine can, because I hate sardines. Ugh, yeah. And just the preparation for there to be, like, a naked fairy chick inside. And I don't know, like, is she food? What's happening? Yeah, like, her head is a pistachio. And I just, I, I think I'd have the same reaction as him, just close it back and just scream, because... What do you, like, seriously, my food shouldn't be, like blushing and curling up into the fetal position when I open it. So, yeah. Oh my god. It's like every otaku's dream. Half the page is about it, too. <laughs> oh my god. And then there's something with eyeballs in it. That's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like all they had left was, like, ball-related stuff to eat. So. <laughs> I think I actually physically gagged when I saw those eyeballs. <laughs> I'm so used to eyeballs now, like... <laughs> yeah, I just was like, okay, sure. They've eaten so much crap, and it's like, eyeballs don't affect them, except for Sunny, because he's affected by everything. They don't affect them at all, they're just like, okay, cool, give me all of that. <laughs> funny. This is like the calm before the storm, too. It's like, got really chill, essentially. And they even get drunk off of whatever they were drinking. Mm -hmm. I like how they know this is Brunch's town. They all kind of want to see him. But they spend what I assume is hours partying at every other place in town. And only Komatsu remembers, like, hey, remember that guy that we sort of like? We should go find him. (laughs) And just, like, he has to come there and yell at them, like, I've been waiting on you dicks to show up. <laughs> Played out my whole restaurant for you, and you're here eating and getting drunk. And Komatsu's all like, I love you. <laughs> Stop it, you're drunk. I want to talk to you. And Coco's drunk. He didn't even realize he was drunk for at first. Ugh, drinking. <laughs> so dumb. Like, what did you notice when you're drinking it? And then he just keeps going? I think if, you, if it's delicious, you don't tend to notice that there's alcohol in it. Until, oh. you, re- until you realize that you're lightheaded, and you're like, whoa. When did this happen? Zero must have high tolerance, or, or not, he didn't drink anything. He's like, <laughs> whatever. I feel like half of it drops out of Zebra's mouth anyway. So. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably all have really high metabolism so it's not gonna stay in their bodies long anyway. Oh, not yeah. at all. Only one who throws up is Komatsu. He's too tiny to process it. And then Trickle's like normal on the next page. Yep. A little tea guy. What's wrong with him? He's like a little yeti. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what he's... It's supposed to be yeti. Huh. Guess it's a pun. <laughs> Mm. Reading like the scans online, it's like you can't catch all the puns because everything can be literal. Yeah. No matter, it took me that long to like process it. I'm like staring at it. 
this tiny Yeti on a string. It's just like, here, let's drink this tea. And you put something that's alive in boiling hot water, <laughs> and we're supposed to be okay with this and drink it. Oh my god. Like, I'm pretty sure that thing doesn't want to be made into tea. It looks pretty mad. <laughs> I like, think it's it, yelling. In this world, I would pretty I think I'd just be, I would not eat. Because everything would bother me. 90% of this food, they don't even do the do it the courtesy of shooting it or decapitating it first. It's just like, here, have this. And then they just cook it while it's alive in front of you. You're like, seriously? We're not even pretending that we care about these ingredients. Yeah, oh, you're going to pray to it, fine. But like, it's still... <laughs> You're still boiling it in front of me while it's alive and angry. Like, I don't need my food to have emotions in front of me before I eat it. <laughs> they don't even say anything. They don't pay attention to it. They're just like, okay, tea, thank you. <laughs> balls drink. And then Trickle calmly drinking the tea. Can, can, we, can we also put emphasis on how awesome it is to have brunch back? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad he's around. They went straight to his town, so it'd be pretty messed up if they would just... Yeah, he's not here. He he went on a hiatus, vacation. I don't know. Got kidnapped. Something. <laughs> he was so excited. He had set, set everything up. He was like, my boy's in town. So, so I forget. Are his powers magnetism or electricity? I forget. Um, I think it's electricity. Okay, because I, I remember this guy having some pretty fucking awesome powers. Yeah, he... He uses magnet—I guess electromagnetism—in um, their little journey to the hill. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see that dumb Durham the rumor. <laughs> oh yeah, that that guy. He's so dumb. <laughs> it just, it just makes me mad. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm dying. Everybody's all around him. Oh, he's dying, and then he's like, <laughs> I saw a titty and passed out. Like, I, I found the gag funny, but it also bothered me that it took, like, three pages worth of chapter. Yeah. It did! Was, it did, and it was so prolonged, because he's, like, trying to talk and, like, dying at the same time, and then that's what it is. And the other thing that was silly is, um, his doctor, the one line where they're, like, and she could cure any disease with her knife. I'm, like, Really? With her kitchen knife, any disease can be cured. Like, that's really stretching my imagination in terms of how everything in the world revolves around cooking. That's too much. I think that's the line right there. Like, you're operating on diseases and whatnot with a kitchen knife. I don't think... No. You seem cool, though. It'd be even kind of grosser if you still use that knife for actual cooking. Probably does. Yeah. Hopefully she washes that. I don't even feel like you could wash. Like, I feel like <laughs> doctors, when they operate on patients, they throw that shit away. Like, because once you've cut into a person's innards, like, that blood deeply, blood and guts, I'm sorry, also organs, deeply stain those utensils. And also, blood-borne diseases and whatnot. You're going to just put that in food? Mm. <laughs> I'd, I'd be afraid to even touch a knife in Toriko. 
Seeing how she dropped one and could clean the earth in her. <laughs> Oh my god. Who knows what she does with her knives? Probably has one of those giant, like, what was it, biohazard dispatch thingies, I don't know. Like they have in the doctor's office, except much bigger. I, I feel like the series would go, would uh, progress so much faster if if a character were just to use one of those knives to just kill everyone. <laughs> Especially if you were to, you know, have Kamatsu use his knife like that, which I still think they should. That would be, be impossible. I think he'd just fall over and die. Yeah. I mean, then again, he's he's already he's already a genius at food luck. You don't need to, you know, make him even more of a Mary Sue, I guess. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, so, guys, food. So they, they get told, I guess, by a combination of the, the Daruma Hermit and Milk, where air is and more or less how to prepare it. But the problem is that on the way to air, there's several different types of murder rain because there's no other description for rain. That's meteors, lasers, poison. <laughs> so why does rain need to be any of these things? And they attempt, he attempts to explain that um, by Torko, Komatsu, and Mappy's group that head straight to uh, this death horse, Heracles. And something about the it breathes. These horses eat air, and this horse breathes in air like once a month. But when it's pregnant, it breathes in like the deepest breath in the world and exhales, and that becomes murder rain somehow. Yeah. So Mappy's original plan was to sacrifice himself as fertilizer for one of the air trees, so that it could grow fruit and the horse could eat and give birth or whatnot. And then Torco was like, no, halt that mess. Nobody's gonna die. You're gonna go prepare that air fruit. We're gonna all eat it together. And I'm gonna fight this dude. Worst plan ever. I'm just like, yeah, let him die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a frog, man. Whatever. Oh, when you're showing protag, you get attached to people really fast. It's a frog with a silly face, and he was posing in the most ridiculous ways. That's why people like him. I remember when this chapter came out, like, before um, the horse, like, snorted air out. I was like, don't fight that horse, you better not fight that horse. (laughs) There's no way you could, nobody's on the same level as this horse. Is it, uh, uh, that's kind of what bothers me about the the second demon thing is like you put him in a situation that's impossible and then you pull something out of your ass to explain it um, why he could fight him at all. Yeah, that really came out of nowhere. It really did. I was like shaking when I read it. It's like so flashback bad. moment. Hey, Toriko, have you always had blue hair? And he's like, no, why? It's like, oh, okay, well, you might have another demon. Just saying. <laughs> That's really how it went, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, more or less, that's what they said. And then, of course, uh, he goes to fight demon horse, Heracles. And Heracles just, like, blasts him in half. <laughs> and he collapses and dies. And then Toriko's usual demon just, like, 
terrified, almost, walks into this room and is like, uh, hey, bro, I usually wouldn't come and talk to you, but things have gotten kind of hairy, and I don't have the power to deal with it, so I thought I should ask you, maybe, if you want to save him, so we can both continue to live in this body that we're sharing, and then do, like, attacks him, out, like, blades inches away from regular scary monster dude that we usually see from his face and he looks terrified and he's like are you sure Duke can handle it he's like yeah we got this because he's gonna drink that thing that uh the other hermit gave us that's gonna regenerate him and it's gonna be all good he's like okay cool then a dude comes out of like because like Toriko's face is like healing and dude like transforms from Toriko's arm basically yeah and becomes new monster guy. And then he punches the shit out of the horse. And then I, I like how all, all of the horse's like thoughts are like or narration of the horse's thoughts. So he doesn't remember ever getting hit in the face like this. Ever. By anything. This is now interesting. <laughs> I'm just looking at the blue guy. He makes me so mad. He's big as hell. He's bigger than the red guy. Spice coming out of random parts in his body. Then he got the Togoro hand. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> oh my god. I had like, I was, I don't know, when I was reading this too, I was just like, I had like a giant page of ramblings. And now I don't know where they are. <laughs> I was just swole the whole time. You know, as ridiculous as all this is, I still really like that fight. What, Between the, um... him and the horse? Yeah. I mean, the fight itself isn't bad, the... The turn that it takes at the end when the horse is like, nope, screw this. I'm gonna let you suffocate to death. <laughs> yeah, what the... Oh my god. It's like... You're always dying. Stop dying. My, only pro- my problem with it comes back to a problem that I have with Shonen in general, in that every hero has some sort of inner demon that he could pull out whenever he's in the most desperate of circumstances. And yeah. it has, like phenomenal cosmic power it can't be controlled or defeated and just always unleashes on somebody that's way more powerful and beats them so the hero can live and like i've gotten really tired of that trope yeah i don't blame you because like i don't know it's just annoying like just stop it do something else like he could he could have challenged the horse and then realized whoa this is way above what i could deal with and then like run away like, that makes more sense to me than, oh, nope, I had another demon all along that I just told you about two pages ago. But he's going to pop up and fight for me now. Yeah, especially if you're reading a series uh, like this week to week and, you know, you actually enjoy seeing the main character actually grow either as a person or uh, physically stronger or whatever. And then it, it kind of sort of feels like a cop-out you know, seeing this character grow, and then it turns out, oh, I already had this inner power in me that I probably could have awake awoken 50 chapters ago, and just kind of cancel all that progress. At least that's how yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, it's like a waste, because, like, all this time, I'm like, oh, Twinkle's so good, because, like, he only relies on that red guy once in a while, and even then, it feels like just a darker part of himself or something like that. And but then all of a sudden, we have this blue guy, I just hate his guts. I'm like, can we just extract him from his body somehow? I like, mean, I was, 
What's going to happen, I feel, is that after this fight, Blue Guy is going to go away. Uh, Toriko is not going to be able to use him again, hopefully, until he reaches such a power level to where he can control him properly, basically. Which is like every other yeah. situation. You tap into this power that you can't actually use. It ravages your body or whatever. And then at some point, you get strong enough to use him. Oh, well, I feel like we should get taken away. <laughs> Just take it out. I don't know why. But how? I mean, how's it gonna get air right now? I can't even breathe. Coughing up blood, crying blood. I guess they're gonna cook it just in time somehow. Yeah, I I don't really know how I feel about the four kings' inner demons. I guess actually being able to manifest themselves. I mean, if it was gonna be like when Toriko was fighting Starjun, something kind of like a stand almost, but not really. I would have accepted that more than, like, it being something that has its own thought processes and stuff and, like, different power level from the host. Because, like, yeah. that's what it seemed like when, in the beginning, like, it was kind of like that. But now it's like, well, you know, it has its own mind. And it can hide around and you're wherever. Whatever void is inside of you. I don't know. It was exciting, but also, like, making me mad. I'm just mad. <laughs> just it's very bad. So I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Like they all have different hair and whatever, different heights, and you can tell them apart. It's like, oh, by the way, Trisol has black hair down there at least. So that's useful information for you. <laughs> when Sunny said that, he was like, oh yeah, you don't have blue hair everywhere, right? So, um. <laughs> you think they would already know? Because dude has been naked like a million times. Yeah. Oh my god. And even if he, like, manscapes, I'm sure he has underarm hair. So you should have been able to tell that. I, I wonder, since Sonny's, Sonny's hair is multicolored, that if every color that he has in his hair represents a demon or something dumb like that. <laughs> oh I mean, ha- like, seriously, if, if Toriko gets to have more than one demon just because he has blue hair, Sonny should have at least six, seven, possibly. <laughs> oh, my God. That would make, that would even out things for me but then it'd be the ridiculousness that i'm used to yeah i mean coco would still only have one zebra i oh, i always feel like zebra is his own demon like he doesn't need to have an extra one true yeah it's funny though because like coco's hair changed when he used too much poison and then Trigo's hair has always been altered somehow i don't know if there's any like relation besides the hair changing color i know this might be kind of off topic but um I remember reading the chapter where Toriko actually gets blown in half, and at the end of the chapter, all I could think was, thank God Toei doesn't do the anime anymore, or that the anime doesn't exist anymore. If, if this if this scene were to be animated by Toei, it, it just, all this smoke would just come out of Toriko. Yep. Probably be sizzling. Or maybe the thing would miss him. Who knows? Yeah, they would have just rewritten the whole thing. They would have been like, he ain't gonna fight that horse. Like he's gonna try and actually tame the horse. He's get out a big saddle, and <laughs> throw it on him, and the whole thing is just gonna be him trying to break the horse. Oh and then Terry comes in, and he and she said uh, sheds a single tear. Yep. Feels betrayed. <laughs> Runs away. Never comes back. <laughs> oh my god! Like no, you have a new animal friend thing. And then all of their animal sidekicks are just at the bar talking about it. 
Like where are where are they right now? Honestly, because they were on another. They were on a panel, just like what's going on over there. And then they came over, and then they never arrived. I I completely forget. I think they're on their way. Yeah, give Zebra the horse. Why not? I mean, he had the baby one before. So I mean, probably if if it follows from the way that Terry happened, um. They use air, horse gets it, horse has the baby, horse dies, because of course, demon Torco punched the shit out of it. And then they have a new baby king thing to deal with. But then it's supposed to go with a rainbow or something. I guess the rainbow will appear, and they'll just be like, no, you're mine. (laughs) It's too late, I already love you. (laughs) I, I don't care what your mission is, you can't do it. Okay, I'm looking at the one, the second to last chapter where Zebra arrives and and then Brunch pulls out the big ass knife. I just like this knife is so sharp it can cut air, and he cuts it and he's like, oh wait, this could actually be useful, um, because the area that they go into, time is slowed down and um, gravity is I always high, I guess. Um, it's very difficult for them to move, and he's like. Or I could cut the air, make the atmosphere normal, and we could possibly speed up basically everything, but mostly the ripening of the fruit. Uh, because when they get there, the fruit's not ripe yet. Yeah. And Komatsu says, like, at this point, if I cook it, it'll be at 70% of deliciousness. And what we need is to cook it at the moment right before it hits the ground. And then I could bring out 120% of its deliciousness. And I'm like, that's impossible. You can't. <laughs> You can't add numbers over a hundred. That's not that's not how it works. Like a hundred percent is everything. You yeah. can't go and then like we'll put in a hundred and ten percent and like no, you can't do that. You don't have more. Like the fruit has a limited level of deliciousness. It's a hundred. Any point past that and you're cooking something else entirely. It's not the fruit. So um the kappa dude is like, I'm gonna go underground and I'll make sure that it doesn't, I guess, doesn't hit the ground and smash. And then yeah. there's one guy that's the Cyclops. I forgot what he was doing. And then, of course, Brunch was busy being cool with this giant sword knife that Melk apparently made and put there at some point in the past. Apparently he's reviving something, but I don't even know what it is. I think it's some tree. Something like that. Yeah, they're all working together. I'm so mad. I was like, there's no way you gotta fight that horse. Just don't do it. Like, I'll fight a horse. I don't give a fuck. Uh, he, says, he says that, right? But then he's still like, I can't fight this horse. Like, I mean, when they walked up to it, the sweat on his face was going up. Like, that's a sign. His horse now looks like a dragon. This was a bad idea. Yeah, with those little mustache whiskers. Like, even the, the demon dude is like, yeah... This this horse pulled out a trump card with this vacuum that he created, and I'm kind of done. He, like, recedes into his body. And Torgo's just there gasping for air. This whole situation's just wrong. I was, I was having a fit during, like, the cooking fest, and now, now I'm, like, having, like, an even more ridiculous fit. <laughs> yeah, Toriko bit off a little more than he could chew. Nope, no pun intended. I mean, like, had he waited for one of the other guys to show up and, like, two of... Like, what he could have done, really, was, like, aggro the horse and then run in the same direction as everybody else. 
So they would see this giant horse coming towards them and be like, oh shit, we should probably help fight instead of, well, Torco's probably going to be okay. Or he might die. Whatever. And like he's counting on Komatsu to cook this fruit before the horse kills him. Which I'm sure is what's actually going to happen, but it doesn't seem likely. I, I kind of like it how opposed to most shonen series, how uh, when usually all the side characters are usually waiting for the main character to do his thing, whereas here the main character's waiting for the side characters to do all their thing, so it's kind of like a reverse Goku kind of thing. Yeah. If while they were waiting on Goku, Goku was currently getting murdered, then yeah. <laughs> but I like that while they were while they were running from the lasers and the meteors and the poison, they all managed to also collect ingredients at the same time. Like, what are you people? What kind of superheroes are you? Like, oh yes, I'm strolling through this terrible rain, but let me also find the time to pick up some flowers and shit. Like, really? Ah, <laughs> uh, they're just that fast. Yeah. Well, I wanted to... Ex- I'm not surprised at Zebra, because he had, like, whatchamacallit, I don't know, the Zebra. I, I, I kind of I liked, um, liked Sonny's mode of transportation. I thought that was kind of creative. Yeah, with the hair thing, the... Yeah. The, what's it called? I never know what to call anything anymore. And this is Zebra and Brunch working together was, like, a dream come true. That was pretty obvious was going to happen. Hmm. I was trying to remember if we said we wanted them to be friends. I know when Brunch first showed up, everybody was like, they have to be friends right away, like, on Tumblr. <laughs> I was like, it's gonna happen, I guess. <laughs> and they even mention it in, like, the fan booklet. There's, like, dream um, combos or something. And there's some weird-ass combinations, but the only one that made sense was Zebra and um, Brunch. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this. Everything else is, like, Ichiru and, like, some random person. <laughs> He's like, okay. I mean, he's not even alive anymore, so he could, he could, he could totally come back, right? I mean, has his body got annihilated? Unless we start dumping cure water on it, <laughs> <laughs> then we get another jaw on our hands. Oh no! That would be an interesting plot twist, though. Really, I need some more strong people on my team. We're just gonna go revive some dead bodies and corrupt them. You know, actually, that's pretty awesome. Anything to save us from this blue demon. <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, my other friend, he was like, I'm worried for the series. And I was like, really? Because at, at the time, I was just worried about Tariko, even though I know he's not going to, like, really die unless we do some weird ass backward thing. But, like, he was like, yeah, you know, this is such a weird, like, asshole. And I was just like, okay. And then I was like, now I'm thinking about it. And that's why I'm mad. I'm like, we don't need this guy. We don't need him. <laughs> this is ruining my life. I was just thinking about those demons again. Because, like, everybody... Well, a lot of people have, like, the intimidation thing. That's what it was for a while. And now it's, like, living things inside you. Was there ever an official name for them? I don't think so. Uh, actually, I was um, I was, I was kind of going through chapters real quickly. I think uh, Chi-Chi in one chapter calls them appetite demons or something. Oh, okay. know he says like, they're the manifestation of different aspects of... The reason why he has two, I guess, is, is different aspects of his appetite, which I guess. I guess I can accept that. Sure, he likes different things. Why not? One side of him is a maniac, and the other <laughs> side is just really angry. That, that makes me wonder about his personality, too. Like, he tries to be so. I guess he's, like, pretty relaxed most of the time. But then when he gets serious and fights, he, like, bugs out. No, no. Just not a normal bug out. It's just. 
I think I think Toriko might need to see a therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely. Because he doesn't talk like, I don't know, like, Coco, you can see, like, he keeps himself because of what happened in his childhood. Like, people trying to use him for experiments and stuff. Obviously, Zebra just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And Sonny's Sonny, but then Toriko's just sort of, like, always, like, cheerful, basically. And it's like, well, you know, when you were, like, 10... You were starving so bad that you like chewed off your nails and stuff. I mean, that's kind of bad. And and then there's that there's that whole oh I used to be a caged animal just like you thing, which has never been brought up again ever. No, not at all. <clears throat> Let's just forget that too. Sirico probably internalizes a lot of things, and maybe that's why. But then like it probably feed like feeds the unstableness, <laughs> but um. The blue demon like manifested when he was like a toddler, I guess. So that's probably it. He was starving so bad. The blue demon kind of manifested. It. I, I like to think it's the manifestation of his repression of his trauma. Yeah, pretty much. That makes sense. Now I feel really bad for Toriko. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is. I always feel bad when he loses a limb. <laughs> like it's an everyday thing. I mean, I would really love to see all of their backstories beyond when they all came together uh, under Homeboy. And just, like, where they all came from, what they all went through, how they... They were all born with the gourmet cells, right? Um, I don't or know. only Toriko? Only one we know for sure is Toriko, but there's a strong possibility all of them have it, so... I mean, maybe at some point we'll get to see all of that, or maybe Toriko will just continue to repress everything. <laughs> And the other guys, if he's repressing his own trauma, he's not going to talk to the other dudes about it, so... No. Which is unfortunate. I feel like that it's kind of, like, hinted at, too, when, like, when he was all sad about um, losing this... Not really losing, but, like, losing Kamasu. It was, like, that was the first time he really looked, like, broken up about something. But at the same time, like, he didn't really talk to anybody. And even when he spoke to um, Jiro, it wasn't a lot. And he was sad about Ichiro, but he didn't, like, say anything. He was just like, he beat me up a lot. <laughs> Ichiro was terrible to him, I think. Because, like, I don't know. Like, who else put him in those cages? Not really cages, but, like, in the garden, in the Coliseum. He's pretty Spartan, though, like, the way he trained them. Because when they talked, like, when the Forbies came, he was like, oh, this is training, even though everyone's lives depends on it. And then he forgot important information. You know, I never I never thought about the possibility of Ichiryu being the one to put him in the cage, quote-unquote. Well, they were living in the garden. They grew up there, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know how... From, like, I guess around 8 to 10, starting from there. And then, I guess in their early 20s, they left, I think. Because then when... I don't know. They need to show us things. Because I, I speculate so much about, like, their before the story officially starts. It's like, oh, we used to do this, and we used to do that, and then, like, the flashback shows them, and they just, like, in, like, earlier flashbacks, they're, like, just shorter versions, and then other times, they're, like, they actually look kind of like kids wearing different clothes. I mean, I, I, I wish we had more backstory on a lot of these characters, but at the same time, it's 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 really cool uh, when, when you do pick up on certain things, and it's just not, it's not just completely spoon-fed. No, I, I appreciate it, too. Like, I don't mind it being, like, half a page of flashback or 
two panels because then it makes it kind of fun to like piece together like mm-hmm. you said but at the same time like it's, like pulling my hair out like what is wrong with Tariko? why won't he tell people things he does, he, does he trust people i mean like i guess he trusts them enough with his life obviously with certain things but then at the same time it's like nope not gonna tell y'all nothing just gonna keep all my crazy in one spot i mean and the other thing is like the other three kings, they obviously know, so they're not going to ask about it. Yeah. And Komatsu, I guess, is just fine not asking him any questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Komatsu probably should have run a background check before he became his partner. So, oh no, you're awesome. I'm a huge fan of you. Let's hang out forever. <laughs> it's Me funny, though, because like, when that happened, Trickle was like, this never crossed my mind. Like, <laughs> My dad put me up to this. <laughs> I'm really glad the anime is over, even though, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish this part was animated or something. But it has to be by somebody who knows what they're mm-hmm. doing and not screwing around. I'm like, what was it? Like, like, the later half of that, like, what was the point of even going beyond 100 episodes if you're gonna just stop at a random ass number? And then half of the whole, like, quality goes downhill. Well, I mean, that's normal for a lot of Toei shows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> One piece looking like doodle all the time. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Jesus. And then, like, I don't know. I hear the new Sailor Moon's not looking all that great either, apparently. Yeah, like, what is wrong with them? And they have two weeks to do They just, hmm. Like, I hear about, like, animators not being paid well enough. And then at the same time, like, I don't know. I wish they could just... That re- actually, that. that could be a really big part of it. I feel kind of dumb for not thinking about it like that. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, like, they probably don't pay enough. And they're probably just like, fuck this anime. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you're, you're already not getting paid well, we all know that animators work ridiculous hours. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they expect it to work through the night and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're not taking... You're not taking extra care of them to make up for the fact that you're barely paying them anything. Yeah. And the quality is just gonna be low. Yeah. Like even if you outsource it to if you outsource most of the major work to another country where you can pay them low less money because their money is worth less. Still, same problem. Because yeah. it seems like something that um is a problem in animation studios almost all over the world. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because then something has come out really beautiful and then you hear like people. Like, I follow, um, I don't know how to say his username, but it's E1N. And like, he talks about like animation stuff all the time. Mm. And how like they have to keep working for the deadline like really hard, get no sleep and stuff. And then like some, like some of his friends or somebody he knows like would die from overwork. And like their last tweet was like, I promise I'm gonna get rest. And I was like, whoa, that's really scary. People do that to themselves. If you want good quality stuff, like treat your workers better, feed them, at least have like free food in the office or something. Y'all got like Toei has Dragon Ball Z and One Piece, those are like major powerhouses, and probably get mad money from that, even if it's distributed to like all different kinds of people involved. You still get a lot of money. Yeah, it's it's really weird to think how big those properties are, but how um, how shitty their animation and just over how shitty their quality for 
for their respective series can be sometimes. It's kind of mind-boggling. Yeah. And then you get something like Kill a Kill with decent animation. But it's shorter, so it's just... Maybe I could do OVAs every once in a while. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's another thing to keep in mind is that they're constantly animating the shit yearly without any breaks, except maybe for like a week or two a year or something like that. Yeah. They should have taken some breaks, though. That would have helped. At least that's what I think. I wish I was in there <laughs> and knew what was going on so I could help fix it. Well, I don't know anything about stuff. I just feel like, okay, everybody, forget the deadline. Let's go out to eat. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> so. Like, okay, a new episode got pushed back another month. <laughs> if you get fired that same day, <laughs> like, your producers, that should have kill you. <laughs> so, this person came in here, gave everybody free steak. <laughs> oh my god, ran Gave, it, gave everyone the day off. <laughs> oh my god, people slept like for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Like, all the animators come back to work three days later with the worst hangovers, and that's why we don't have a show anymore, okay? Network got rid of all of us. <laughs> this is all your fault. Where were we? We were talking about something, and then we got on the anime. I guess because I'm the, oh, glad that we're not animating this part of the story. They're just like, oh, they're going to go in the gourmet world, and... Trigo's wearing an ugly ass purple outfit now to combat the orange one. Oh, speaking of like clothing, when they were going to the hill with the slow rain and stuff, they all have that wacky looking what's my it? That dumb thing. It's like a cape and it has a hood. Apparently, it's like for protection. But yeah, it's supposed ugly. To be- supposed to protect them from the elements made from the feathers of some bird that some guy made up somewhere. Oh, true. <laughs> they always have some ugly ass thing on. I just stay getting mad for no reason. I thought Zebra's looked completely different from everybody else's. It may have just been how he was wearing it, but they, they're all like, they have it on like they're trying to actually protect themselves from the elements and Zebra's wearing it like it's a jacket. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know if he has it on, because they have, like, whatever design, and he just doesn't, I don't know, Zipper does what he wants. It's all, I don't worry about my chest. It's fine. <laughs> and it just might just be his own jacket. And yeah. would not surprise me. I think it is, because, I don't know, he just does what he wants as a Zipper. So he got it on, with the hood up. So he doesn't want to be touched by anything out here. <laughs> It's funny because like his hair touches everything. He's violent. His shampoo must be amazing. <laughs> must have like huge bottles of shampoo. It's probably really expensive too. Yeah, this guy. He probably home makes it at this point. I feel like this guy just takes a billion baths every <laughs> every hour. Does he even have a house? I probably. think he does. I don't think we've ever actually seen it though. Yeah, because like. All the times we've been, like, alone with Sunny, like, Toriko and Kamatsu, it's, like, at a place, like a restaurant or something. He probably doesn't like them coming over to his house. I don't blame him. They're disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Toriko probably track all kinds of things into the house. Probably break something. Well, more than one thing, actually. 
Sonny probably decided at first that he didn't want to go through the trouble of always cleaning up his house. So maybe he wanted to make a house out of his hair. But then he had then he realized, oh, wait, I still got to clean this, too. And maybe he just doesn't live in a house because <laughs> he'd be constantly cleaning his house all the time. Well, sometimes I think that like if he has a house and he just doesn't use it. It's just there to look nice. Well, you know, send my mail here, but it's not even gonna go inside the house. It goes into like a Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's sterilized. <laughs> I feel like at the same time, I don't know how he deals with meeting people out in public because public is disgusting. First of all, like all restaurants, no matter how much you clean, the place is constantly mm-hmm. dirty. Like, there's always someone existing and putting their filth on something else. And just, I'm pretty sure Zebra doesn't care about personal hygiene. Coco is made of poison, so everything he touches is just going to be disgusting and possibly deadly. And then there's Toriko, who doesn't care about your feelings, let alone being clean. Oh my god, he's awful. They met at that restaurant... What long time ago when Trinko's gonna go to the gourmet world by himself and uh, Sonny's like trying to tell him stuff like explain everything and he's eating all dainty and Trinko's just like eating the thing one shot make a mess and he's like alright thanks I gotta go and he's like you're gonna pay for this right even though you invited me here he's awful <laughs> he's actually pretty awful sometimes I can't even find what I wrote about this stuff because it's like, like the things I'm finding are like old. It's like, oh my god, Milk has one arm. <laughs> it's old as hell. Yeah, I like how he had he had Zebra like translating for him, and then he pulls out this stone and just starts talking into it, and they're like, "You had that the whole time. What are you doing?" Milk is like he's so huge and like scary, but then he's pretty adorable. <laughs> Like, kind of forgetful. I love him so much. He's like, he's like Moe through helplessness. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how did he lose his arm again? Well, remember when um the Shokukai came into the cooking fest and like while Ichiro and um the Zero Biotope people oh, okay. were like trying to do stuff, and then everybody gets attacked and then all the double crossers were like, oh, part of Mio actually or something like that. And then everybody just got destroyed. I think, I don't know, I think Yosaku's dead. Like, all these people, like, just died, or they might be hiding away in the gourmet world with, like, no limbs. Because that's how you show you got hurt really bad. <laughs> you lose a limb. If it's that old of a wound, I'm surprised he hasn't healed it already. I don't, I don't know if Milk is very good at healing stuff. I mean, unless he could. Can he make one of those weird knives? Those weird re- reviver knives? I still don't understand how that works either. Yeah, you know what? Why, why doesn't why doesn't Milk just give himself a huge knife arm? I mean, it would be really unwieldy for a blacksmith to have a gigantic knife arm because they have to hammer and hold stuff at the same time. <laughs> I was just thinking about this giant knife on the side of his. Well, I mean, he has an apprentice. Now, if he made like a Swiss knife arm that was also a regular arm, but it could change into a bunch of different blades. Then that's fine, because he can use that for holding and hammering. Or maybe he makes a hammer arm, I think, which is the most efficient thing for him. Yeah. That would be cool. But I feel like because of the, like, biopunk stuff in Twitter, like, no one's going to have, like, a mechanical arm. They're just going to be like, you better regrow that arm like everybody else. <laughs> but, like, 
cool like cyber cyborg stuff would be awesome. I don't know, that reviver knife makes me mad. This is mad stuff making me mad. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's all yeah. secretly in, in um an environmental message or something dumb like that. Maybe. Recycle your limbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Frankenstein or something. Thinking about the stuff that like nobody else did that either. Like Coco and them, they don't like the other kings. They don't lose limbs like every day like Trico does. Trico's just sitting there. Let me just regrow this arm. Half a face get blown off. Let me just regrow that too. Just nasty. Body horror, I can't remember. Like even after reading JoJo, it's like, can we not? <laughs> I guess because um, it's more like fleshy stuff, and then like rather than like, oh, that pen stuck stabbed into my eye. Um, when Turgo's hair turned black, or they talked about it being black, somebody was like, well, you know, maybe Turgo is a a clone of uh, Medora. Oh it's like. I was hollering. I was just like, <laughs> my brother walked into the room. I'm like, you know what these people said? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, this fool thinks that so and so and so and so are clones and da da da. It's just, no. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, even if it was true, like, there's no purpose. Like, let's just clone. Like, Medora is this mysterious figure to most of the world, pretty much. Yeah. So, what would be the point of having an extra Medora just running around? It's like serve no purpose whatsoever. I might let me just yell about that. Just yell about that. That made me so mad. Like first of all, we don't need another Medora. Nobody really knows who he is except people who really know him, like Ichiro and Jiro and Setsuno. So it's like there's no reason for it. And then somebody was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe um Coco was somebody dragged Coco into it. I think it was the same person. They're like. Coco might be a clone of so-and-so. I was like, why? Why do we need clones? There's no clones in this. First of all, clone would look exactly like... Well, um, homeboy, uh, Terry's mother was a clone, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're animals, though. It's like, they want to, like... Yeah, but, animals. like, it's, it's like, Super King thing. They could totally clone people. It would be ridiculous if they had the technology to clone animals and they didn't have the technology to clone people. Not that the person is right. Yeah. But the technology does exist in the universe for them to make clones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's probable, it can happen, but like, it doesn't serve any, like, purposes. To... Maybe they were trying to make super beings to be whatever, and just mixed, like, they got a bunch of DNA, mixed it together <laughs> in a pot, and just, hey, whatever happens. True. Whoever we get, we're fine with it. It would explain why they were born with gourmet cells, but it's also kind of dumb. Because why would you then, if you spent all this money cloning these people, why would you just abandon them? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you watch over them and train them so you can use them for power? And make sure they have food to eat? Yeah. Instead of, like, just let them run free and, like, almost die on numerous occasions. And it's just like, yeah, I think he's strong enough now. It's, it's, it's all a part of the plan. Yep. Yeah, I just flipped out about that because I was just like, there's no reason for it. And then, like, even if they, like, nobody cares about <laughs> Midoriya. That's why he's sad and eating everything. Like, you wouldn't know his strengths. And then, like, if you don't know who Midoriya is, why would you clone him and then not use the clone properly for whatever reasons? And I could understand trying to, like, clone Coco. I think that's where I got Coco mixed in. It'd be like, it would make sense because then you're like, oh, look at all these poison people we have at our disposal. 
but it's not like that. It's more like, I'm going to eat everything because I'm sad. <laughs> it does make sense, though. Toriko's pretty sad that he yeah. is trying to eat everything. Yeah. I mean, not for the same reasons, obviously. Yeah. But Midoriya doesn't like have any discretion for like he, I mean it's like because just, they both have scars on their faces. That's all it is. Yeah. And just like no matter how much they regenerate and heal, they don't heal those scars. Maybe they're tattoos. Yeah. I mean, Sargent has Sargent has like very deep like forehead, whatever's, <laughs> and a third eye, and then <laughs> that giant like burn scar on the side of his body. Hmm. It's on his face too. I don't even know what Sergeant looks like anymore. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. I'm like, he's alright, I guess. I don't know. Stardew never really particularly interested me personally. I mean, his powers are kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. I remember um, when I used to go on AP forums and go on, like, the Torigo thread. And somebody's like, he was interesting until he took that mask off. <laughs> well, I was like, I mean, it's true. Yeah, there's, there's, that's kind of true. Yeah, because they like, you see him and he's got his nails painted and he's that emo bishy guy. Yeah. Except he's like, he's way heavier than Tariko or something like that, and a little bit taller. I forget their their stats. I was like staring at him. I don't know, I have that fan book, so I was, like, reading it over and over. But he is bigger than him. It was just, like, hmm. interesting. Got mad hair. The hair probably adds to the weight, Because <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently Sunny's heavier than Coco because of the hair. Makes sense. But then Sunny actually uses his hair, so it's, like... Uh, yeah, so his hair probably has muscles. Yeah. I mean, the only way it can really move, too. I mean, his hair can lift a giant baby regal mammoth, so... Or, at least partly. I don't know. I forget. Yeah, it, lift, yeah, it lifted a baby. The baby regal mammoth. Oh, simpler times. Even though Trico died then, too. <laughs> That's all he does. It's like his favorite pastime. It's like, well, am I going to nearly die on this trip? Yeah. Alright, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. That's messed up. That adds to it though, like the like him having like a lot of inner struggles, cause like he has like he just does stuff. He's really reckless to the point where it's like, do you even care? Like, like oh, I might die. All right, let's do it. Probably just how desensitized he is, or something dumb like that. Yeah, that too. Actually, that's really sad to think about. Yeah, this is what I do when I'm like by myself. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Let's just think about it too much and get sad about it. Okay, so like, in conclusion, I hate the blue demon, and I want to extract it immediately. <laughs> oh, what else do I say? Um, the email address. Oh yeah, I have stuff. an email address that I made like forever ago. Just heavenlykingpodcasts at gmail.com. It's on the Twitter um, bio for the account. The, the Twitter account is just heavenlykings. And then I think that's it. Oh yeah, and there's a WordPress. That's probably what, that's where I'm gonna post the thing, the episode. Um, I think that's it. I, as a reminder for next time, definitely talk about Nitro because I don't know. I don't feel we didn't talk about them at all yet. I mean, not at all, but in depth. And also maybe the movies. 
probably just the 3D one because it's easier to get to. And there should be a recent chapter out by the time we record again because I want to record like bi-weekly, like twice a month. Mm-hmm. I might have to push it back because um, if we try to record at the end of August, which is like not that far away, yeah. it's like holidays basically. Yeah. So, like the first week of um, September. And what else did I want to say? I don't want to touch the anime ever again. Because <laughs> there's really no reason to. I mean, I could explain the ending if not, nobody saw it oh. to save people. Oh, but Beaky, don't you want to just go back and recap the anime episode by episode? Never. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe touch on Thunder? Never? No, never mind. Um, I think that's it, though. Because we did kind of talk about Stardew. He's not that important. No, he's not. That makes me really sad. I thought he'd be cooler and serve more of a purpose. Yeah. But, whatever. I, I honestly, I have, like, this dumb theory where, like, Medora is Stardew and Toriko's dad. Huh. Because I want them to have, I want somebody to have a family. Even though the kings and Ichiro are kind of like a family. You know, I, I could see that being a thing. But, it, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Just kind of. Kind of. Is better than clones. Yeah, slightly. Yeah.